Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit. Whatever the fuck that means. Hi, guys. I'm your host, Chrissy Grody, and today I'm joined by the beautiful Caitlin Hunter, aesthetic nurse practitioner at your wellness center. You know Caitlin for her hot tips on skincare, and she's the only person I trust with my face to keep me looking young and fresh. That is such an honor. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I can't thank you enough. We're going to run through our intro questions as we do before I talk to the main guest who is a former UC football player now running a premier training facility for athletes. So Caitlin... What's up? Thanks so much for coming back. I'm so glad to be here. This We're is so Rubio's fun. We're in studio. We are in a different environment, new vibe. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. I know it's been a while since you've been back on. I know. That was like... It was like the fall of 18, was it? No, were you... No, you were... Mm. It might have been like late 18 or early 19. I know it was cold because I had a winter jacket on. It was cold. Yeah. Oh, that was great. Everyone, go go follow Caitlin right now. What's your tag before we even start? Because people need to follow you because you have all the best skincare tips, products. Thanks. You just start spitting science knowledge at people. I try. You know, I try to give like free tips, tons of education. I think that we're so overloaded with like bloggers who are getting paid to post about these exactly. products that are not even good products. Right. And yeah. if you're going to spend the money on the product, which a lot of stuff that they're pushing out there is not cheap. You might as well, if you're spending the money, spend it the right way that you're going to actually get results. Exactly. I 100% agree with you. And people come in and bring like these bags of like products they got from Ulta or Sephora. Yeah. And it's such a waste and they're not even good products for their skin. Right, right, right. So what's your handle? Caitlin D. Hunter dot NP. That stands for nurse practitioner. Perfect. Yeah. What's been your favorite workout? Favorite workout. Honestly, since COVID, I really don't go to the gym much anymore. Yeah. I've been doing some pure bar mm-hmm. um, just because the classes are small. But honestly, and I know you're huge on this, walking. Uh, I have been walking. <laughs> the best. So much more. I love it. I just like don't really have the drive to like go slave in the gym. I think also I work 10 hours a day. Yes. So when I'm done with work, I don't want to go inside at a different place. I want to be outside walking my dog mm-hmm. and just being enjoying the outside. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, I totally get it. I am. I was talking to you before. It's been a rough Monday for me recording on a Monday, which I typically am now recording on Mondays. And it's great because it's like you get to kick off the week with yes. something fun and look for, and looking forward to it. Yes. And then also like I'm done for the rest of the week in terms of when it comes to like podcast stuff, just got to like get it edited and put it out there. But it's also, it's like, it's a Monday. So if you're feeling a little in a slump like I am, sometimes it's hard to like get myself going. And yeah. so all I've been telling, I'm like, as soon as you're done recording, which won't probably be about to like eight, a little after eight tonight, I'm like, you can go for a walk. Yeah. As soon as you're done. It's like you your get treat. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't get to do my morning walk. So are you mostly an evening walker when you're yeah, done with work? Well, because I get up at 530. Yeah, okay, I have to be no. in the office at like 645. So yeah. evening walk for sure. Yeah. And now I almost want to wait till like 738 till it starts to cool off cool a bit. Cool off a little bit. Yeah. 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 So typically I do a walk in the morning always, always just to like set my day. And then if I can get a walk like in the afternoon or in the evening, I will also do that. <laughs> but this morning I had an early call, so I couldn't get my morning. So I'm like, I haven't Maybe had. Maybe that's why your day was so often. It is it. I haven't had one single walk today and I'm jonesing. Yes. I'm jonesing for a walk. 
That's why I love it. Where do you just walk around your neighborhood? Yeah. Yeah. Oakley Hyde Park or there's this old golf course that we take um, our dog to and it's an off leash golf course. So she just loves to run. So we'll go there sometimes. Yeah. That's great. So my favorite workout was um, a high and tight class at System of Strength. Have you been to one of these classes before? Because I feel like you (laughs) would love it. Has a good name to it. High and tight. High and tight. It's in a hot room and it's like a fusion matte pilates but kind of like some barish because it's uh yeah. lighter weights higher repetition you use like the bands around your legs sliders yes um what else like a pilates like a rollout um ab wheel just like all kinds of different equipment to really target i feel like a lot of the times it's like always core focus no matter what yeah but then like glutes definitely and so this class that I went to was taught by Kayla since he fit foodie so like I just love her classes but I hadn't done a high and tight in a really long time probably like a couple months so I was really pleasantly surprised to see that all of the work I've been doing with my strength training recently um I felt like very strong and confident with all the glute work. Like we were doing like these like, you know, hip bridges and like things like that. And I don't mean to brag, but I snapped a band in half doing a donkey (laughs) kick because I'm so strong. (laughs) But it was just like nice to be like, okay, all of the work that I'm doing, like lifting these heavy weights, it actually does translate as well. Yes to these like smaller movements, these classes where I can like feel strong overall. Yes. Do you feel like this year has been the biggest challenge as far as figuring out a good workout routine and like how to adjust to like the COVID, you know, affecting what you normally would do? Definitely. I mean, I would I, I see it now as a blessing to kind of, it kind of pushed me into personal strength training, which I'm loving because I don't know if I would have done that because I just would have kept going to my classes which I loved and are are great but I think because I was like I don't want to just keep doing this workout in my living room or now like group fitness doesn't hold the same appeal as it did (laughs) pre-COVID so I was like I want to continue to you know make progress and not really feel just like stale in my workouts all the time which is why I started doing personal training but I don't think I would have done that if it hadn't like been forced upon me like this. Yeah. Force you to try new things. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was gr- It was just a great chance to move my body differently than I have been. And I also want to acknowledge for instructors who Kayla, Kayla is so great. I love her. And she always is like throwing out little jokes during her class, but I can imagine that it's very difficult in terms of like, getting any feedback from your audience because like people when they're working out right they're focusing on breathing they're like doing the movement and so no one's laughing at your jokes so it's like <laughs> just like, throwing it out there which I can understand is sometimes how I feel when I do solo intros and I like make a joke and no one's there to laugh That's back true. and you're just like fuck I don't know is this landing is anyone listening to me so I just want to well, you know, give a shout are, like, out to very them very serious when they're working out too I right and and like I get it like I sometimes I want to like be in my zone and yes. I'm like just like concentrating on staring at one spot in the wall while I'm doing whatever I'm doing so but it's still it's like good for I'm happy that instructors try to to lighten it up sometimes yeah for it's sure good. it's good what do you want to talk about oh as far as like like what's your 
fitness, wellness, think, trend, whatever, anything that you want to talk about? Well, I had it on my mind as far as mask knee goes because... <gasps> yes, let's talk about that. Yeah, mask acne. And that is something that I think a lot of people are having issues with. I've been seeing it all across the board. Like I've been seeing people who had horrible acne when they were like 16 and now they're having a resurgence or some people who had flawless skin their entire life and now they have acne and they don't know what to do. do. Yeah. And even like myself and our esthetician, we have struggled with it. The first four weeks, my skin was a wreck. And, you know, to some extent, like I'm wearing a mask for 10 hours a day or four days a week and I'm speaking for probably six to seven hours. Right. So it's like, like almost impossible. Right. Where's that? Like, it's where's not, your breath it's going? Go, it's, just sitting, my it's just sitting on your skin. Yeah. So it's really hard. And I, I don't know when we're not going to be wearing masks. Like when is the day that they're going to say, Hey guys, it's okay Guess to what? stop wearing a mask now. It's Can not, you imagine that day? It's not going to come for a long time. I know. So it's something that is going to be an issue for a lot of people. So what can we do? The biggest thing I'm just telling people have tons of masks at this point. Like I said, we're wearing these for a long time. Have like 20 masks. Right. You can get them on Amazon. You can get them anywhere. Yeah. Or like even the cloth ones, you can wash them, reuse them, just have a couple on hand. So you're like constantly going in and out. Yes. Put them in your car, put some in your bag. You know, if you're going to go into a workout, like I had a patient today, it was telling me that orange there, you know, they have to wear their mask when they're switching stations. Totally makes sense. But when you're done, have a fresh mask to put on your face. So you're not putting a sweaty sweaty mask. Yeah. So tons of masks, just get tons of different ones. Yeah. Um, try them out and see which ones that you like the best. Do you have one you really like? There's ones. I'm surprised we have not talked about masks on this. (laughs) Not just like masky, but like masks in in general, general. like Like how it affects your your outfit. What's your favorite one? How do you, you know, how do you feel when it comes to styling them? Well, you know, that's the thing. I'm like very basic. Like as I'm sitting here in all black, um, I don't have any color in my wardrobe. So my masks are like gray and I think they're just gray. This is going to, this might be a surprise to some people, but I am the biggest fan of just the standard medical yes. blue facing out yes. white, like just simple. Yes. And I agree. And I think those are great. And if you, if you have access to them and you can wear a new one every single day, amazing. Um, but that's definitely not one to like reuse for an entire oh, month because you're going to have issues. Just minor, makeup on the inside of it. <laughs> because I have one in every different, because okay, truly I am only wearing a mask. I don't have to wear it to work. Right. So like I'm right. really only wearing it when I'm going out, which is the grocery store. So yep. I have a grocery store mask because it's in my one kind of purse that I wear to the grocery store. <laughs> and then all my other masks are for when I will like go out somewhere and need to wear it to like go sit down. Yes. And so every every mask that's in a purse is just fucking gross. Yes. It's just <laughs> Okay. Well, you've always I, had amazing skin. And I so. am only, only wearing them for like a minute at a time yes. like it's like on and off yes so i'm very fortunate lucky blessed i'm privileged in this mask world i understand <laughs> yeah yeah beautiful skin. but for those who are not yeah i mean i think for ones who have to wear masks every single day to work the biggest thing is making sure your skincare routine is on point this is not the time to skimp and load up on like drugstore products yeah. it's not gonna cut it doing facials in office like unfortunately it's it's a it's an investment in yeah. the skin and definitely just making sure that you have 
quality products that are fragrance-free, dye-free, paraben-free, you know, even like gluten-free, the ones that we have in the office literally are gluten-free products, just stuff like that to make sure that you're really pampering your skin because this is a time to take care of it. thing. It's like, and I mean, I mean, and it's like, you got to wash your face. You have to. Have to. Maybe more than you think that you do nowadays. Yes. yes. And like washing pillowcases. Oh, yeah. All the time. You know, we don't wash our hair. How often do you wash your hair? Once a week, maybe? Not that often. Yes. A co- yeah, a couple times. So, depending. you know, if you're not washing your pillowcase every single night, you have all that bacteria from your hair on your pillowcase and then like if oh, you're side God, sleeping Taylor, you're sleeping. I did not even <laughs> think about that i like try to think of like how can i describe this in the most disgusting way as possible so people can start so changing their pillowcases because you're, you're literally yeah hair bacteria Just you're side sleeping on my yeah. bacteria if, if you have like a cat or a dog that sleeps on your bed all day like our dog does you're just adding <gasps> to it and it's gross oh you're right it is yeah so even just simple things like that like that yeah Oh, okay. So we got to, yeah, get our skincare in check with, if you're experiencing maskne, lots of masks, frequent mask changing. Yes. I mean, I guess even if you are at work and working for like five, six hour shift, go through a couple. Yes. Take, you know, remove yourself. Yes. Re- reposition. Yes. I literally dropped my mask in the sink the other day at work and I immediately switched to a different one. I'm yeah. like, I'm not even putting this back on. No. Yeah. No, when you are working, because you since you're like obviously patient facing, you're in the yes. mask all day. Do you like just relish the time when you're like, I can fucking take <laughs> yes. this thing off? Yes, I'm such. I'm like I- so. <laughs> Uh, I have no mask endurance as it is because like as soon as I, I'm outside, I like rip that motherfucker off. Yes. I'm like, <gasps> I literally walk out of the grocery store and rip it off. We make multiple trips to the recycling bin at work these days because like we all just want an excuse to go outside and take it off. Yeah. We would, we used to like load it up, like load literally 20 boxes into yes. one. Now we're like, Ooh, two boxes at a time. Like, go. I'll chaperone you to the recycling bin <laughs> because we just want to get outside. <laughs> I have really been a fan too of um it's kind of like I know what you're talking about and you, I can't think of the word I don't know what it it's is It's the one that goes up around the neck yeah you wear it around your neck and I always yes. wear it hiking because then it's like yes if I need if we're like popping into a gas station or if if then I come across like a large group of people I don't have to like take a mask out I can yes. just pull it, up. pull it up but it's great because it's pretty like breathable yes Yes, and I've been telling patients to get those as well. Oh yeah, because then I guess it's it's really just like sitting on your, your nose. nose. Yeah, yeah and, and you have a lot more space for that hot, humid air to escape. Yep, yep. Yeah, what are those called? I can. I knew it, and I was. Gonna I mean, try. almost like it's like it's like it could I, be like a handkerchief, but mine is yes. like it's looped all the or way like around. Like you wear them like when like you ski. ski. Yes, because your face gets cold. <laughs> like a neck guard. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I, this is driving me nuts. Well, Eddie. <laughs> Hopefully you guys know You're going to think of it about. at like yeah. 7.45 tonight yeah. when yeah. you're recording yeah. your main. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I'm going to like blurt it out. It was this. Oh, God. Okay. So the thing that I want to talk about is is very much related. So okay. I think like we – I say we. I need to like take a moment and acknowledge the passing of time during this pandemic because, you know, I feel like with a lot of the – like memory making moments, like vacations, weddings, celebration, like visiting friends in other cities without those present right now or mm-hmm. lacking, it's so easy just for it to be like the days, the weeks, the months are yeah. just like blend together. And then I like snap my fingers and it's September. Yes. And like <laughs> all my drawers and my and my 
pantry and my closets that were organized at the start of quarantine are no longer. They're now in disarray. So I'm like, well, that is clearly a marking of time. (laughs) And I just think that as much as I want to hold on to summer, and I still think we have quite a, we have like a couple months of, of good, solid weather left. The days are getting shorter. And I think that I need to start mentally preparing myself of how to persevere through winter with this new. Yeah. Because like I'm thinking, like, what are the holidays going to look like? And I don't and I think that we just can't, you know, ignore it. I think I just like have to put some things in place because I don't want to blink. And it's November, December. And I'm like oh, shit, I'm panicking because I can't be walking outside. Right. But it's dark out. Like, I can't see a lot of people. There's not really anything to do. Right. What if I'm sick of playing cards by then? Like, I can't. I don't you know. will be. I, I don't know. And I hope to God Zoom does not come back in full force like it was. Because... No, we're done. We're done. We're done. <laughs> so I want to talk about that. So I have a couple strategies that I'm going to deploy yeah. that I think will help me. So I think, like, the biggest and most like daunting one for me is I want to explore yoga teacher training this winter. (gasps) Oh. Yeah. And I don't know what that means for me. Yeah. I don't know if I would even actually want to teach yoga, but maybe I would. And this is the time that I would like when there's not much going on, it's winter, I can get a certification. And then who knows down the road in my life when that might become useful. Right. I think it's incredible because I know that you do yoga often. Yeah. I love yoga. Yeah. It's done so much for you. And to be able to give back and help other people find that connection would be incredible. And I'm like always, you know, in my mind, so critical of yoga places. I'm like, this isn't giving me what I want. And I'm like, well, then maybe I could just like figure it out. So if anyone listening knows yoga teacher training starting in the winter, it has to, it would have to be on the weekends because I work full time. Yeah. So I don't know what that looks like, but I know people have done it. Like people with full time jobs have gotten certified to be yoga teachers. So there has to be something. Yes, there has to be. Ideally, I would just like to take a month and go to like Costa Rica, but <laughs> I've come to terms now that I don't think that's going to happen. Do you think Ryan I don't, will let you do that? <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen for me. <laughs> okay, so that's one. That's like the biggest thing, and that would really help me. I think like stay committed and like focus on a goal and have just like something that I'm working towards. Yeah, but. I'm going to redo my downstairs bathroom, like redecorate it. I want to do like a fun stick on wallpaper and like a very bold print and get all new accessories and towels and rugs and like a new mirror, a new light fix, just like cosmetic. What's your style? Is it like Scandinavian, Mm. modern? So I want it, I want the bathroom because it's like a, it's like a powder room downstairs almost. So it's a little bit smaller. I want it to be like, I, I want like dark and heavy and like dramatic yes <laughs> you got it well so, it's perfect because like up here this is like fresh bright airy yes my whole house is like pretty like yes. white and bright and so this like little space I just want it to be like the drama perfect <laughs> so that's gonna be a that's a good project for winter that can keep me occupied for like uh-huh. three days uh-huh. of the winter. a long weekend <laughs> of the winter um and then I also I recently joined the downtown YMCA and they have a walking track and Perfect. they have treadmills. So when it's dark 
and it's cold and I still feel like I want to get some easy walking movement, I will have a place to do it. And that alone eases my anxiety about not being able to walk. Yeah. So what about you? Do you have any thoughts about what you're going to do or how do you feel about it? way ahead of me because... I have not thought about all this kind of stuff. (laughs) Maybe you don't personally need to go there yet, but I know myself and I think I need to go there. (laughs) Ooh, man. You know, I I think honestly, I'll probably head back to the gym a bit more. By the time I get off of work, it's already dark. Our dog hates walking in the cold. So yeah, so she's not going to want to be outside anyways. But wow, I have not really thought about it. Well, you about, can think about it. Yeah. Now I feel like Please, I'm like having not, anxiety about this not, not planning to, out my winter. This is not meant to cause anyone stress. <laughs> I am a psychopath. And I just, well, it's just been, it's just been yeah. on my mind. And I think that, I, like I said, it's good for me to acknowledge what I'm afraid of. And I'm afraid of winter and what it's going to do mm-hmm. to my mental space. So I'm like, how can I get in front of it as much as possible and maybe right. I'm not going to be able to do too much and maybe I'm just going to be a sad depressed girl <laughs> for months on end but I, I think that I think that I can yeah what I have in my control I want to be able to that's a solid do plan it really is yeah those three things and oh I guess we'll see like I was gonna say like I'll just travel somewhere warm because I can work from home but like what if I go where, are you gonna go, where am I going to go? And then it's, it's a hot spot. I have to come back and I have to quarantine for two weeks yeah. and then that's stressful. And then right. I can't see anyone. And that makes me more depressed. So I'm not, now we're spiraling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wild card. I love this one. Okay. If you could give your 16 year old self advice, what would it be? Yeah, there. I was thinking about this today because there's so many things. But I think one of the biggest things that I would say like, is like we don't even have time to get. Through I know, every I know, right? It's thing. so it's so sad. It makes me so sad to think about everything I would tell myself. I think the biggest thing is like don't rush, don't rush. You know, whatever goals you have, or don't think that you're behind ever. Mm-hmm. I saw this quote one time on on Instagram, and it said, "Nothing will ruin your 20s more than thinking that you should already have your life together." Oh. And it's so true because like you think like, wow, I should be married. I should have kids. I should have a great job, all this stuff. And like, I think when you're 16, you think, oh, I should have a boyfriend. I should know what I want to do, you know, when I go to college, like all this stuff, like just don't rush. Yeah. That's really good. I love that. I love any messaging that personally tells me not to rush because that's like a trap I fall in. Mm -hmm. And that gets me like very anxious and gives me bad energy anytime I'm like rushing like we talked about we hate being late yes. we had this conversation right before <laughs> when you got here and I think that's part of like that stems from it too if I feel like I have to be rushing I I'm like oh so turned off same so that's really good so I was trying to think about like what was plaguing my 16 year old self like what could I where could I really like put myself in her shoes to target that advice yeah and it ultimately brought me around right around to the advice that I wanted to give because I couldn't think of anything I couldn't remember what I was stressed about when I was 16. well because those stress those stressors are like so minimal sure (laughs) and so like the the advice would be is like you're not going to remember what you're so worried about what's so important to you right now and that you're freaking out about or whatever it is like it's not going to matter in a year five years, 10 years, you know, 20 years. Yeah. And I think that it's, it's the same for right now too. If I think about last week, 
what was like heavy on my mind? What was I worried about? I mean, I have to like think pretty hard. Yeah. So it's just a reminder of like, just don't sweat it. That's wonderful. Don't let things weigh on you for too long or too heavy. Yeah. Damn, we're so fucking wise now. <laughs> I wish that we wish that a future self could come and <laughs> told me that all of these things. Thank you so much for coming back on. Thanks for having me back on. You brightened up my Monday so oh, much. <laughs> Cheered me right up. I appreciate it. And you brought me some products too. So yes, that's delivery. Delivered delivery. my products. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Caitlin. Thank you. There's a hot new Cincinnati local clothing brand that you must know about. Past guest and yogi Corey Ruth used her time in quarantine to pursue her dream of fashion design and recently launched her own clothing brand, Corey Baby. Corey Baby is a brand featuring reworked, upcycled fashion pieces. Each item is unique, one of a kind, and handcrafted. Custom items are available as well. If you're following me at Chrissy Grody like you should be, you would have seen a few amazing pieces by Corey. Sporty, sexy Adidas reworks, beautiful halter tops, perfect for day drinking on a patio. You got to check them out. Visit her Instagram page at CoreyBaby.co to browse and order. Look cute, support local, and save the planet, baby. My guest today is a former UC football player, awarded number two quarterback in the state of Ohio and number 10 in the country. After a number of injuries, he decided to close his football career and start helping other players reach their fullest potential. Now he runs a premier training facility for athletes of all disciplines and levels, committed to delivering results, creating an inclusive environment, and leveraging a comprehensive training style. Please welcome Patrick Coyne of Black Sheep Performance. Did I say your last name right? You said it perfect. Oh, I, I mean, it's pretty straightforward, but I forgot to fucking ask before we started, so I wanted to make sure. I always tell people it's like a nickel. Yeah, it's right, coin. a coin. Absolutely. I mean, that is, is how it looks, too, but you just never know. I've heard Kanye, Coney. Coney. Heard a lot. Damn, damn, damn. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on. You're welcome. I am very excited to get into this because I think my intro only barely scratches the surface of your story since we got to chat a little before there's a lot that people don't know which is yeah it's a good thing yeah but i'm always down to talk about it well i'm we're definitely getting into it and i'm gonna start also by saying that i am of a disclaimer i know very little about sports and I really don't know that much about football either. So you're just going to have to talk that's to me like okay. a that's sports okay. that's dummy. Okay. And if I ask a question that sounds <laughs> stupid, you're just going to have to forgive me for it. Um, but from my internet research, mm-hmm. gauge that you're a pretty good football player. Well, yeah, I was okay. I was. <laughs> and I now, was. <laughs> good enough now also that you're training NFL players. Yeah. So how, let's start from the beginning, right? Did it, did your athletic background career start with football just start somewhere else how are you now in doing this black sheep performance i want the whole a to z big spectrum that's Um, all right we got time my sports is is something i'm just extremely passionate about since i was a kid um played basketball played football played baseball ran track um did weightlifting but I can say the prominent thing that's been in my life since the very beginning was weightlifting. Weightlifting. Okay. Um, started in sixth grade. Started a lot earlier than other kids. 
Um, started with my dad in the basement and I knew once I got done, that was probably what I was going to build my life around if I really? didn't make the NFL. What, how, now, how I didn't, uh, I would say towards the end of my career in high school. Okay. okay. Um, it's not saying I knew exactly what I wanted to do. Sure. Like I said, bodybuilding. There was, I just knew my life was going to center around old school lifting weights. What did you love about it? I love the one, like the intrinsic value it gives yourself because you're the only one doing the work. And two, I was actually bullied really badly as a kid. Mm. And my escape was weights. Yeah. And it's something I was really good at. Yeah. Wasn't very good at school. Yeah. Um, was even bullied by the kids on my team. So for me, like that was my one place where I was like, all right, I'm the best in the room because I'm the only one in the room. Yeah. yeah. And I was just very comfortable with myself. And that slowly gave me a lot of confidence to, yeah. to kind of be myself no matter what. Right. And that's kind of where the black sheep comes from. I it's not from ask. it's not from like a hard ass standpoint. It's not like I'm a black sheep because I'm different and yeah. I'm better than you and I'm bigger than you. It's more of a thing like, man, I'm so comfortable with myself and in ways that I would probably get made fun of that I'm an outcast. I'm an outlier. I'm but one you can of, like own it. I'm one of one. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I'm it. so comfortable being myself now. Not has always been that way, but that's what makes me a black sheep. And that's what makes our community so special. We have kids with autism in our gym. We have oh, kids yeah. of all walks of life, all nationalities, but every one of those kids share similar characteristics and then our adult clients have bought into it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't care where you're from, what you do, gender, race, sexuality, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. What matters to me is that you accept it and we can take that initial starting point and build the best version of yourself. Yeah. yeah. Well, I asked about you know what you love about weightlifting and weight training because I love weightlifting as well. Yes. And I just, I mean, I weight trained since high school, like playing sports would have, you know, lifting sessions and everything, but I was never that serious about it. Mm -hmm. And I never did it as my primary source of wor working out. Like I was, you know, like most women, right. Did a lot of cardio, a lot of like, you know, group fitness beat base, which is great. And I enjoyed it, but I never had just a primary strength training program with the goal of getting stronger mm -hmm. but i'm doing that right now and i've been doing it for a couple months and i'm obsessed it's obsessed it has to be intimidating as a female though and that's not sexist my wife is the same way or was the same way when we met in colorado it's intimidating one yeah. you can get hurt i right? think that's probably the biggest barrier if and you not, don't know proper form yeah not saying you're intimidated to walk in around a bunch of people you don't know and do your thing right but because you are at a gym but it, it's intimidating if you don't know what to do yeah and, well, and that's why I I chose to work with a coach because mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know how to program. I, at this point now, right, I've been working out consistently since I was 14 years old. Mm -hmm. But I don't know how to program a workout so that I'm getting progressively getting stronger. Absolutely. So like, yeah. that's why you have a coach. That's exactly. why you exist. Exactly, yeah, right? Exactly. Okay, so started weight training. Um, playing. When did you start playing football? I uh, started playing football in third grade. Oh, fuck. A yeah. uh, long time ago. Um, I wanted to start it earlier. Uh, my dad was a college football player and actually held me back and wanted me to start in fifth grade. Um, but started football, basketball, baseball, and track in third grade. Mm. Straight through. Um, and then solely focused on football and track in high school. And then went on to play college. But yeah, it was always yeah. a goal of mine to be nationally touted and, and ranked in the state and 
and then you realize later in life that's all a facade and it's all just numbers and yeah. and, and things that that you're leveling yourself against someone else but Again, it's a goal that I I set as a really young kid. And, and a I pretty did it. like lofty and great goal to It achieve. was. It yeah. was. Now that I'm looking back yeah. at it, you know, if a kid came into me and was like, I want to be the XYZ in the in the country, it'd be like, All right, bud, well let's take a step back. Right. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um but yeah, I, I had parents that, that always those extremely lofty dreams, my parents were always like, Dude, do it. Well, yeah. how can we help? And That's that re- that really helped me. It was a good support system and now with the gym, my wife does the same thing, and yeah, it's a it's a very good support system. But yeah, yeah football um, ended up going to University of Cincinnati. Um, had an amazing experience there, um, and not even on the football field. You know, I didn't play much, mm-hmm. and that's something that took me a while to yeah to how accept. Do, how do you? go from getting like all these accolades and thinking like okay yeah i'm stepping into something i'm achieving my goal and then you get there and you didn't play that much that's a lot of athletes um reality mental downfall yeah Yeah, and it's scary um and i have a lot of people in my network and a lot of people outside of my network and it's what i want to start you know whether it's a podcast or a book about it because no one talks about it mental health and athletes and um I, I actually chose, and this sounds so bad to say, and I chose UC because I thought it was a downstep of the bigger schools I'd gotten offers from. I was like, all right, I'm going to walk in and play. Right. You know, yeah. I turned down, whether it's Michigan, blah, blah, blah. I, I turned that down. I'm going to walk in and play as a freshman. Yep. That didn't happen. Yeah. Um. You know, and that was the first big reality check in my life to where I was like, all right, you're not as good as you think you are, bud. There's people, you know, maybe not as physically as talented as you, but they're they're mentally more aware than you are what you right, love right. and that was kind of a big switch for me is like oh it's not physical it's mental oh. and that's terrifying because you get by on physicality your whole life and then it's like wait no one cares how strong and fast you are how far you can throw a football it's all mental bud so what were some like what's an example of something because i know you talked about or i read on your website that you know you want to help people on and off the field and on seems pretty intuitive to me when it comes to like being physical on the field bigger like, faster stronger right yeah. but what is the off the field like what was that missing piece for you <sighs> athletes neurological neurologically and physiologically like they it, it's obsessive to me at this point in my life um you can make an athlete a better athlete without touching a weight and it's so interesting um an, an example I was by far the strongest and one of the fastest dudes on the team. Um, but I was so mentally weak in what I, for example, and in, in people who are listening or, or I can explain in depth. So like when you're playing quarterback, you're reading what the defense does, right? Okay, so what see, this they, is, yeah, this is the stuff I don't get what, as well. So what, if there's 11 guys on offense and 11 uh-huh. guys on defense, if one person does a certain thing on defense, that gives you the cue or the tip. Oh, I throw the ball there. Right. It's like reading reading the room kind of. Exactly. Yes. Same thing. Same yes. thing okay. as a networker, right? Yes. You walk in, yeah. <laughs> this person does that. It's like, oh, I can definitely, okay. I can hoop in and, and I can go after that person right. now. I want, I want my contact. Okay. Um, and I was so physically talented for so long. No one slowed me down enough. And I don't even want to blame anyone. I should have done it myself. Um, and I, I completely wear that as an adult, but... I never had a coach really instill that in me. Like, man, no one cares about how strong you are. You know, this reminds me of, this reminds me of like a really hot guy or girl that never had to do any work on a personality, 
because they were just like really physically Where's attractive. the depth, sweetheart? Right. And yeah. then, right. Absolutely. Okay, yeah, Absolutely. It. It's it. the same thing. <laughs> and it was the same thing. It's like I was the show horse, but there was mm-hmm. nothing behind it. If there's another horse next to me, I'm more focused on the horse next to me or I'm more focused on, wait, I'm more talented than him. Why am I not playing? Yeah. When that person's like, dude, I don't care what you're doing. Right. I'm extremely solely focused on my own goal and I'm kicking the shit out of you. Yeah. And that's what happened. And that's okay. Oh, and that is a tough pill to swallow. It was. But a necessary oh one. Oh my God. I mean, m- very mentally low. And yeah. I actually, I got my position moved. So that was the most humbling experience of my, my life started there mm. um, because I did start to play. I started to understand. I had a lot of off the field issues. I like to party a lot um, back in the day yeah, and um, <laughs> it consumed me and it really did. And as you grow older, you see how unhealthy that, how toxic that is and how yeah. easily it is to slip into that. Yeah. But so when a new coaching staff came in, they actually moved me to H back. It's like a running back and tight end and fullback. I wasn't that good at it. Mm. I was a good quarterback and I was coming into my role, but being honest, I didn't know how to block. Yeah. I didn't know how to do it. It's a skill. And right. there's people that are much better than that at that than me. Yeah. So I went to the head coach and was like, Hey, I deserve a chance. You offered me at your old school. The offensive coordinator offered me at his school. So basically the whole offensive staff had given me offers at their respective colleges. Yeah. Okay. They all came to one and they were like the only way you're ever going to play quarterback here is Pat is on the scout team. And so like to sit back, I was like, Oh my God, really? It was so freaking humbling. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to transfer. Mm-hmm. You know, I still had the self-belief within myself and mm-hmm. I, I went to Indiana state and I blew my knee out Ooh. and I got another concussion and could I have kept playing? Yeah, I could have. Um, for me, it wasn't fun anymore. Um, the love of the game was completely gone. I had one year eligibility left. Yeah. Um, and Were I don't want worried wanna... about CTE. Definitely still am. Yeah. Um, still am. And but at that time, the love of like my self obsession with football and how good I thought I could be was like, you know what, buddy, maybe you're not meant for this. Mm. You know, maybe this is a coming to an end. And why don't you get out when you're ahead? Mm-hmm. And I stopped. Yeah. And I that's when I moved back home. Um, to Cincinnati, transferred back to University of Cincinnati. Okay. And I started Savage Fitness with my still business partner, the stage, Javon Harrison, who okay. played football at UC. Okay. I'm still my best friend. We followed each other around the country, and he actually moved back to Cincinnati, too. Okay. Um, so we're both. So what was Savage Fitness? You're the first, like. It was a clothing company. So it was a clothing company, and we had Lady Savage. It was Savage Fitness, which was men's clothing, and then we did training programs. What kind of, like, athletic wear? Like, workout yeah, clothes? Yeah, so it, it, you can still see it around. There's people still wearing it. Damn. Um, it's, a, it's a fun, it was a fun clothing line. And yeah. for me, um, we started that when I was still back in school, and I went back into school. had no idea I wanted to do business. I knew I wanted to do fitness. And I remember I was sitting in a modern history class and talking about something that, to me, could have been very relevant to other people. To me, I was like, this is so irrelevant. I mean, a modern history class, it's what everyone is getting their best ideas and inspiration from. I'm sitting in class, I'm like, I do not care care what this man is saying right now. No disrespect. I got up and left and dropped out. Yeah, yeah. Um, So dropped out of college. I don't have a degree. um, And I started Savage Fitness with Javon. And that's when um, I started it. I worked at a GNC, mm. Evolution Fitness, LA Fitness. And then um, one day um, I realized there was a 
much bigger movement of what I wanted to do. I started training athletes a little side here and there okay. in Cincinnati. Like, like physical training. Exactly. Yeah. So like there's bodybuilding, which I loved and I went after hardcore too. But I knew even if I was bodybuilding, I wanted to train athletes. Okay. And even more about getting them faster and stronger, I was like, I was completely mentally messed up for a long time. This is why I'm here. I, and I tell people, I was a good quarterback. I was okay at football. I'm really good at what I do now, and it's yeah. what I'm here for. It's yeah. what I was put on this earth to it do. It led you to that Bar point. none. No no argument there. Yeah. And um, started training athletes and realized in Cincinnati, there wasn't enough for me, selfishly. Um, at that point in my life, I was ready to be selfish. Mm -hmm. So I moved to Denver um, yeah. with $400 in my pocket, and my parents told me I was Whoa. crazy. They wouldn't help me. They thought I was extremely wrong, told me to get back in school. And I love my parents, but they're like, dude, this is not cool. Like you're, you're going to end up broke that, and homeless. Yeah, right. Like, I think it's fair that any parent would probably have a similar I was, reaction. And I was couch surfing, you know, and I, I was, I was couch surfing and I ended up um, getting on a place called Six Zero Strength and I got to train my first professional athlete and saw how someone did it at 21 years old. So that was like, that was the kickstart. I was like, oh, I can do this. Yeah, yeah. Didn't really understand. And the guy that I was getting mentored by, and I took a lot of good from him. Um, but I also didn't agree with everything he was doing. Yeah. And I was like, man, if I had it, I would do it like this. Right. If I could do it, I would do it like this. And through Derek Wolf, um, who played football at Cincinnati, who was a Denver Bronco, oh, okay. um, I honestly had to beg him because I didn't have a lot of good experience at all. Right, right. He was training at Lando Performance, which is he's world renowned. It's Peyton Manning, Brian Dawkins, TJ okay. Dillasalt. I mean, women I gold medalist skiers. And I don't like, know anything. Yeah. Women gold medalist skiers, boxers, mm. UFC fighters, any athlete. Mm. It's like that. That's what I want to do. Because it's not just football players at Black Sheep. We have right. like, anything from equestrian to gymnast to, I mean, any I sport. I any saw sport. some of those. I, wish I, I want to talk about that later. but And it's like, okay, that's definitely what I want to do. I don't want to pigeonhole myself. I know I can work with athletes. Athletes of all sizes, shapes, mm -hmm. ages, any sport. And I literally begged him. I was like, dude, I'll sweep the floors. And he, he blew me off for three and a half months. So there was three and a half, four months in Denver where I didn't have an income. I walked away from the gym I was at because it completely went away from my beliefs. Different than football. I was like, all right, I'm going to stand up for myself. This isn't okay with me. Yeah, I'm not down. Yeah, It's going to ruin my reputation. And I had yeah. a guy named Devere Posey who Still a buddy of mine played at Ohio State and played the NFL. And he was like, man, this dude's going to ruin your reputation. You, you can't do this anymore. You got to like, stop. Don't associate yourself. Exactly. You got to stop. And um, and I, I, and it's not like I don't like him. It's not like he's not a successful businessman. Just with my align, alignment and beliefs, I, it wasn't a good fit for me. Yeah. So I started cutting glass at a glass warehouse and, and, and sweeping floors from one of my personal training clients' business. He was oh, like, yeah. man, I don't want to see you on your face. I can't see you homeless. Yeah. You know, he literally was like, I'll pay you enough to pay half your rent and put some food in your pocket, which was, it was like 10, 15 an hour. And I was like, all right, I'm in. Oh I didn't want to go home yet. God. So swept floors, um, loaded glass trucks, um, and actually made some really good friends at that warehouse. I get along with the workers better than I get along with other residents around me usually. And it's yeah. just the way I'm wired. When you were like going through that three month period where you have no money. Yeah. Like, what are you telling yourself? That it was why five you, years with no money. Why weren't you, like, what stopped you from being like, I'm getting on a fucking plane, I'm going back to Cincinnati, fuck this. I mean, even down in, it, even when I moved back in Miami, I was broke. In Denver, I was broke. In Cincinnati, when I started Savage, I was broke. I was broke for five years. So, like, money didn't have that much of an impact to, like, w to weigh on you. You're like, I'll be, I'll get by. I knew 
and it goes back to my childhood. I knew I was put here to do something bigger than myself. As cheesy as that sounds, yeah, like no, I, I knew I, I had it. this feeling like I was I'm, I'm meant for more. And if I quit, I'm never going to get there. I'm going to put myself ten steps behind. Yeah. Yeah. So ride it out. And I had a really good support system, you know, whether that's Javon, yeah. um, Ty Lake lived in Denver with me um, and I met my amazing wife out there. Yeah. So, yeah, I I was coming into a time to where if I didn't have those, I might have. No, I, I, I really I, might have. You yeah, know, I, I, I don't think, think I could have done it. I think that's the ticket. For and they sure. had my back. They're like, man, you got something. I know you don't have any money, you know, and it's like I'm not going to help you with money, but it's like. Um, but just the belief that other people yeah. see it in you, you're like, I'm not. I'm not on my own. Yeah, you're zeroing out your car to go to work. You know, it's yeah. like, what am I either going to eat or am I going to put gas in my truck so I can go to work? Right, right. And um, hopelessness never set in. I can honestly say that. Yeah. Um, I was that- scared. I was scared shitless. Yeah. I can say that, but I wasn't like hopeless. I wasn't like, oh my God, this is so hard. I can't do this anymore. It was like, I can do this. I just need to make sure I can eat tomorrow. Yeah, you know, I can. For no, for sure. And yeah. I'm like always so amazed when you hear people's story, and it's like they went five years, whatever, however long, and yeah. like didn't have steady income or a lot of money coming in. I'm always so amazed by that because my like kind of like Achilles heel, I guess. Like I grew up really poor. Mm-hmm. My family did not have a lot of money, yeah. and so to me, like money was always like security it is so i was like no matter i don't care if i i've since changed my tune but when i was younger i'm like i don't care what job i have i don't care if i'm fucking miserable if i have money then like i felt okay you know i i understand i have since evolved like from that younger self but it was like just because it was like i grew up with none that i'm like i just have to have it and that is gonna mean that i'm okay yeah no which is not true but I mean, to some extent it is, but it, it, it makes sense. Yeah. It's abs- so I'm always just like, I don't know if I would have been able to be like, I'd been like, oh, I don't care. I got to go. I got to find somewhere to make money. <laughs> I was I was I was close a lot of times. And like we talked about, yeah. like I did um, some different things in Miami and in Colorado. But I'll tell you a funny story on my first date um, with my wife. I remember I had thirty one dollars in my bank account <laughs> in my bank account, like no savings, no, no nothing. I'm, you know, like it, there, was, know. there was no betrayal of wealth in my life. I was yeah. like, I'm a trainer. Yeah. I'm a bodybuilder. I have my own company. I'm not doing too hot, but I'm yeah. trying really hard. Yeah. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm really trying to be the best version of myself. Yeah. And she had no clue. She had no idea. It took me like three months to even get her to go on a date with me. Yeah. And she's like, I don't want to go out with this meathead. And he's probably broke. She's yeah. not like that, but in her no, head. No, I'm, I'm thinking from her perspective, I'm like, dude, That's I, what I, I got to project. I got to, yeah, I got to, yeah. I got to pull this out. You know, yeah. there's no way. And we sat down and I'm like watching her. Look at the menu. Oh, I'm like, God. Oh I'm God. so stressed here. And she knows I'm like 260 pounds at the time. She knows I have to eat a lot. <laughs> and I'm watching. I'm like, hey, I'll take a water. Even though I wanted to get a beer, I'm like, I'll go to water. You know? And she's like, oh, I'll have water. I'm like, okay, cool. I got this. Yeah. Okay. Thank God. Sweat off the brow. All right. Now, just an appetizer. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm wondering, I'm like, if she gets an appetizer, I can't eat. It was a nicer restaurant. I was like, I can't eat. I'm not going to, I'm just, oh, I'm good. And uh, she actually, she was like, she got, I think she got sweet potato fries. And I think I got like a chicken, like chicken and rice. And it was like $29. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to think I'm cheap. I don't have $2 to tip. And so I felt so bad for so long because I gave him like a $2 tip. Yeah. But that was, I zeroed out my account. Oh. Like I had no money. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been inseparable since that day. Oh, and I've later told so her that sweet. story. But yeah, like it was, I wasn't scared. I was like, I just don't want 
to lose that person. It was the same mm. in business. I don't want to lose my chance because I'm financially unstable or don't have the credentials. Yeah. I know I can work for it. Right. And right, that's right, when right. I was working, like I get back to, I was working at the glass shop, mm-hmm. sweeping and everything. And it took three and a half months. He got back to me. And he's like, all right, you can come in for an interview. Went in, he gave me a test. I failed it. I mean, like like an actual test. Like, like a paper. Was it like personal training? Legitimacy. Or? I mean, physiology, kinesiology, stuff that I'm obsessed with now, anatomy. I didn't know anything. And right. At the time, I'm like, so how oh, old are you? I'm 27. Happening. I mean, how old were you when that was happening? 23. Yeah, you're young. Yeah, I did, didn't know anything. Right. I was like, all right, well, I just, I just fucked that up. I, don't, <laughs> I just lost that. I don't, I don't have anything there now. There goes that. He was like, man, I see you have a lot of passion. Yeah. I'll let you basically come in and sweep floors and train with me. You're like, and, well, I have a lot of experience sweeping floors. I'm getting really good at this. Yeah, I was, <laughs> a, I was a beast at that. Yeah. <laughs> and But he wouldn't employ me. So he was like, cool, you can wear the shirt and tell people you train here, but you're not working with any of my clients. Mm. You're going to get your own clients. And I've always been down with that. I'm like, cool, I'm a hustler. I'm like, I'm, I'm down. Stood yeah. in front of grocery stores with cards. That's always yeah. been my MO. Yeah. I'll talk to anybody anywhere. And he used to come up to me. He's like, what's your progression today, Pat? And in training, it's like, oh, I'm working linear acceleration. I'm working change of direction. I'm working, you know, unilateral strength, bilateral strength. Didn't know what any of that was at the time. Okay, okay. Stumped. Yeah. Didn't know what to say to him. And he's like, dude, what are you doing in my gym? Because he's legitimacy based. Now he's a mentor and a friend to where yeah. we were talking late last night. We are talking at 11 o'clock last night. But at that time, that's the best thing that happened to me. I'm like, oh, wait. He doesn't care how big I am, mm-hmm. what I've done. I was still obsessed with football at the time. I was like, well, I was this and that. He's like, dude, yeah. I don't care. Right. I don't care. Right. Right. You have a degree. What are your certifications in? What if this happens? What are you going to do to this person? I had no answers. Yep. Yep. And um, eventually I was so ego driven still at that point in my life. I messed up the best mentorship I've ever had. And luckily Lauren is amazing and he's still around and he still helps me. <laughs> but I moved to Miami and I was like, you know, fuck this. I'm going to be a model. You know, I'm going to bodybuild. I can do this. Yeah. Okay. So wait. And left it behind. And it was awful. How did you get to that point though? Where did the idea of, because were you doing any kind of bodybuilding at that time? I was was bodybuilding. So I was working towards being a professional bodybuilder at that time as I'm training people. So um, again, no money. All of it's going to food and rent. Right. Um, You got to eat. Exactly. And I remember he was like, oh, we need to buy the, and I could show you pictures. He's like, you need to buy the team t-shirt. I didn't have enough money. I wore a black t-shirt flipped inside out. And he kept coming to me. He's like, Lauren, I don't have the money. I don't have the money. He's like, yeah, you do. I'm like, oh, I don't have no, the money. No, I spent it on fucking chicken and rice, he dude. Was like, well, I don't have it. Dude, you just trained XYZ. And I was like, dude, you get 30% of that. I'm paying my rent. I have nothing else. So yeah. he gave me a shirt. And I ended up leaving him. I still feel so bad about that. So and you're, okay. So you're doing some bodybuilding. And then what made you think, okay, I'm going to do, a, I'm going to model. Um, I'm trying to think it was fitness modeling to start. So like muscle and fitness magazine covers, okay. like that kind of like big bodybuilding macho. Okay. Now I look at myself, I'm like, God, I was uncomfortable. I was so big and like, do you like, did you, your mobility was limited? None. Zero. Yeah. I couldn't breathe very well. Like I, wow. I was huge. And, um, I, I can't remember if I was in a gym you kind of like scouted a little bit? Yeah, scouted yeah. by a lot of people. And I, I it was someone, it was a guy named Austin. Um, I forget his last name. He's he's a, he's crushing it now. He's a professional. He's a fitness model, um, physique pro. And at that time, having no money and no, I just had a bunch of ambition. I was like, oh, if he can do it, Damn. I definitely can do it for sure. Sure. What do I do, Which, stand in front of a camera? Exactly. Done. I'm like, <laughs> for sure, I got this. And he was like, you should meet, I forget it was a photographer and agent. He was like, you should meet so-and-so. I'm like, all right, cool. 
turns out to be Luis Raphael, who's the biggest fitness photographer of males in the world. Like Damn. literally first one. He's like, oh, he's a a very interesting Cuban guy. And he's like, oh, Patrick, like, yeah. <laughs> you have an amazing look. Right. He was like, you need to get to X, Y, Z and I'll shoot you. And I'm like, you'll shoot me, bro. Come on. You're so-and-so. You have three million followers, whatever yeah. it is. So I got in really, really good shape. Um, with a good buddy of mine, Ty Lake, who helped coach me through it. And that kind of got me in my first itch for that. And he mm-hmm. coached me through it. Um, and no bullshit. He was like, all right, I'll fly down to Miami. I'm like, what? Fly me down to Miami. And I was with my girlfriend at the time, Cassidy, who's now my wife. Yeah. And I was like looking at her. And I was like, is he messing with me? Is he like, is this a serial killer? Like, is right. he going to bring me down to Miami? Right. And, like, You're trying to like, steal my, my identity? Exactly. What's going on? And it really happened. And I blew up in the fitness modeling world from that one shoot and everyone and that's why I got my first agent wow. and then I ended up moving to Miami Beach and so the story goes yeah okay yeah so you did some modeling there yeah. and then what made you want to come back to Cincinnati and start black sheep being completely delirious going from bodybuilding to runway modeling at 190 whatever pounds and realizing how miserable I was and again caught up in the facade like I was in football well, caught um, up in the chase right not right. even how good i looked or wh- how much money and i had no money again i wasn't making good money and people yeah. think you do if you do certain things you will which i would not and yeah. it's like okay well i'm still in this obsessive chase with a goal and right. like i'll well, do anything that, to get it yeah and that that's industry like a, lends itself to that right but that's my drug so whether yeah. that's like football whether that's bodybuilding and i could see this crazy pattern no like, oh my I god i've put hear that all my everything I need to do to the side. Mm-hmm. I'm unrealistic with myself, but I'm going to chase it because I said I was going to freaking do it. And I'm going to yeah. do it. And it's not even to show other people. It was to show myself. It's like all the stuff that everyone said about you. Football didn't work out this. So I'm going to show myself because I've, I was so negative at that yeah. point. And I did it. Yeah. Did the runway show I wanted to do, did this and that. And I was still so fucking empty. Yeah. Like felt nothing. Like, my wife's all happy. She's glowing after the runway show. I'm like, uh, you yeah. know, cool. I right. don't really feel anything. I'm not doing this forever. Yeah. So now what? And I woke up and um, God love her soul. I was like, I think I want to move again. She's like, holy shit, Patrick. We just moved from Denver. I moved my life for you to Miami Beach. I love you. But like, really, <laughs> like you got to have some. Sus- yeah, she's a saint. She's <laughs> like, You have to have some stability. Like, She's a math and econ double major. I'm a dropout. Yeah. She understands yeah. corporate America. Not a clue. Yeah. Been fired from every corporate job I've ever had. Yeah. And she was, God love her soul. She's <laughs> like, let's come up with a name, you know, and it started as and training. And so you were with, like, I, I know it. Want, you're kind of like back to your original goal. I was still point. training people on the side down yeah. there. And yeah. that's what I was noticed. I was so fulfilled mm-hmm. after I trained people down there. Like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then yeah. I'd go back to what everyone thinks is going to make you happy wasn't making me happy. So yeah. I'm like, okay, um, Cass, I think I want to open a gym. And she's like, dude, with what money? You know, like we don't have, like, you can't do that. You can't just open a gym. And I'm right. like, okay, well I'll start. I'm going to move back and see how many clients want to train with me. I put something out on Facebook. It was like 40 people. I'm doing the math. I'm like, I, that's I think a I, lot. 40 is a lot for doing, doing personal at training. that time. I'm like, holy crap. I think, cause at that time I had, I had built up a really nice physique and I, I know my stuff. I was doing my pictures diet going on. Exactly. So you people can market like, yourself. You can look right. like him. And yeah. I don't look like that anymore, but <laughs> it's like, uh, I, I, I talked to him. I was like, Cass, this is like the projections we could do. And, and I still wasn't a, a good businessman at that point. And I was like, this is the projections we can do. I think, I think we can do this. 
and we started writing names down in a book and we're like, all right, well, we know we'll set a goal to do this and this in a year. And we moved back and in three weeks we had, you know, I had done enough personally, you know, she's always been financially stable, but personally I was like, all right, well, we can move out and get an apartment. I moved in with my parents and I was training them on the side of my parents' house on a basketball court. Damn. And that was three years ago and organically now we're here. Today was the first day in our new 11,000 square foot facility. That Holy is shit. Okay, beautiful. so where's the, where's the facility located? <laughs> it is in downtown Blue Ash. It is right off Kimwood Road. Okay. A dream. It's a dream. I'm, and I'm how big floating. is it? It's 11,000 square feet. 11,000 square all, feet. It's all ours. Um, no outside loan, no investor. I'm 100% owner, my wife and I. Um, wow. We did it ourselves. We did the business plan with my partner, Javon. Um, I have an amazing trainer and Danny, he's, he's the best. I couldn't get it to where I'm at without him. Um, but build a team and I, Danny was actually one of my clients and was like, Hey, can I watch you train athletes one day? Cause at this point I'd gone from a house to renting space from someone to my own barn with taped together turf and one light and no running water to losing that because of an outside source of things I was caught up yeah. between a subleaser and a leaser. I was like, all right, I'm out. I'm just going to leave. Um, I can't subject myself to a lawsuit because they're suing each other. Yeah, so I was yeah, like, all right, I'll yeah. leave. Um, so started from scratch and then went to a shared space with a great uh, lady named Andy from FX Performance, which is 9,500 square feet. And then we are in our own autonomous space now, uh, which is absolutely beautiful Damn. favorite thing in the world that you know? is a good story i made Patrick. it in my eyes you know Fuck yeah you I did made it. and then uh today was the first day so it's a really good i'm still riding that wave wow i'm, I'm riding look at this it's like a what the fit exclusive too. it is you know and Damn that's it. why even i remember and i don't think you remember and i'm i'm very i don't know the best word to describe myself um i I've always knew what I could do. So I always reach out to people before I'm ready for that person to notice me. Right. Yeah. And I, I think I reached out like two years ago and I was like, I should oh, be on your podcast. Shit. And you're probably like, dude, shut up. No, I would. <laughs> you're not going to be I'm on my podcast. Back. I'm going to go back and look. But no, really, no. like I, I remember, I remember like hitting you up and I'm like, I know I have something to say. Like I really, I'm building something special here. I'm building it organically. You know, we won't take investors. We've yeah. been profitable every month since we started and trainers don't talk about money. And that needs to stop because it's a serious industry. And if you were trying to support a kid, but people want to short you on change, you want to pay a barber, but you won't pay a trainer. I could not agree more. That needs to be talked about. And I'm going to do a little, a a call out here. He might not like this with my strength coach, Johnny Pasquale. Great guy. He's fantastic. Great guy. He's fantastic. He's an excellent trainer. Mm -hmm. And he was over hanging out because we're also friends yeah it's a great guy yeah hanging out and meeting some new people and it was you know someone's like oh what do you do what do you do and he you know, was talking to his wife kayla what she does you know mm-hmm. someone says what he does and he goes oh i'm just a fitness trainer and i go just i'm like you have an incredibly important and valuable job you are you're literally working health care Ment- you work in mental health care and physical health care. The perception of fitness like, and trainers needs to change immediately. not say just. You have such an important job. And I mean, I don't think he was like, he was not like thinking of that when he said it, but I was like, words are powerful. That's subconscious though. Layer- yeah. You peel those layers back and that. I'm like, and I know Johnny and he, I selfishly, it, I'm like, dude, please come to my gym and work <laughs> for yourself out of my space because you're the shit. Yeah. He has his own gym and I wish him nothing but and success. He, and he's humble. And, and like, I think that's, that, I yeah. think like that's where it was, you know, com- kind of coming from. But I'm like, no, Johnny, you need to like stand in that power. Being because- humble and being real with yourself are two different things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah two yeah. different things. But yeah, I just think 
it needs to be talked about. But, you know, we, like I said, we've been profitable every month, which is, I don't live a lavish life, you know, by any means. And, you know, we put it back into the gym. We got a new gym before, you know, I could get my wife a house and, you know, mm-hmm. that's a very, an, another really good thing. But, um, yeah, we, uh, we have our opening October 9th. Um, we're training basically out of another barn, you know, it's, it's, it's huge. It's a mm. big, big space. Mm. And, um, October, you know, so October, October 9th is the official, official grand opening party. So okay. have a party you're invited. Cool. Um, but yeah, so it's like, it's 40 yards of turf long. It's 60 yards corner to corner. So it's a full, almost it's like a half a football field inside. Mm-hmm. But then we have weight room. We have a full, we have the Reds Pilates instructor who you, yes. yeah, she's amazing. She'll My be working out of there. Pal, Robin Cohen. Yeah, she's guest. great. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then, uh, Zach, uh, who works with FC and a lot of the Bengals guys out of another shout out to Keith Riplo at Riplo Chiropractic. He's moving his office to the gym. So cool. we don't just train athletes. And yeah. the big thing of us is right. We I was going to ask. So yeah. What's like the whole offerings? Go ahead. Yeah. Performance based. So mm. like whether you want to optimize your gait. So like what happens from left to right step or right to left. So we work with a lot of patients with neuropathy. So hip replacement, back replacement, oh, spinal man. fusion, um, you know, people who have strokes and seizures. Mm. We can't say we're not we're not rehab specialists. We're not PTs. So yeah. we can do a bridge program, but we can't give them their PT. So right after that, they come and see us. We yep. make you walk better, move better, rotate. Yep. I care about longevity, not bodybuilding anymore. Mm-hmm. So we train everyone like athletes. Athletes a fancy word for someone who moves for a living. That's it. Don't overcomplicate it. Yeah, I We're all athletes. That. And that's I that's what that. we do. So we train people how to move better, feel better, have better, more energy. Yep. Um, so we start at nine. We go from... To a lot of the professional athletes to, you know, 85, 90 years old. Wow. Wow. And so like, and, and I seen on your Instagram, like MMA fighters, mm-hmm. football players, baseball players, like everyone, are they coming kind of like off season? Cause like, how does it work? Like you, you're on a team yeah. and you're obviously when you're in season, you're not really like training that much. Right. Cause like you should be built in the off season. <laughs> they, How's it work? How's it work? I don't even want to pretend like I know what the fuck. No, it's about. okay. It, it's, I don't know how much works out outside of my little realm. Um, so I'll use football for an example. Yeah. So they, and even baseball. So professional athletes, they have their own trainers. They've gotten to where they want to or where they are Yes. because they they're good at what they do so they don't want to inhibit that and either does the team yes so if you're already in a routine you're a grown-ass man or a grown-ass woman yes you've gotten to where you are we want to give you the freedom you're only in season say four months out of the year what are you doing for the other eight yeah you're on full-time with the trainer full-time five days a week six days a week right when you're in season you're with the team's hired strength coach oh uh joey bosey's the Bengals strength coach great guy okay um great guy but a lot of those a lot of the athletes go in there with predetermined plans that they know that have worked for them. Mm-hmm. So NFL and NBA and MLB and um, professional soccer for men's and women's volleyball, whatever the sport may be, it's their job to delegate a professional athlete and give them what they need. Uh-huh. Um, okay. So it's, it's, it's a very weird cycle. Um, right. Cause I can imagine like maybe, you know, you go through a season and you're like, okay, based on my performance, I really need to work on this specific stuff. But you're not in the facility. So you're going to go to your house in South Florida or your house in Cincinnati. You're not going to go in the facility because he's not even there. Yes, exactly. And I respect what they do. I love it. You know, I would love to be an NFL strength coach one day. Yeah. It's like my mentor, Lauren, is for the Broncos. But it's like, okay, well, if I only get you for four months out of the year, you're with someone else for eight. 
I don't want to stop what you've been doing for eight months when you get in here and act like I'm ego driven and change it because it's yeah. working. Yeah. So there's just such a fine line yeah, to like toe. It's, it's really hard. And it's not honestly for me. Uh-huh. Um, but I respect the shit out of it. I really do. But it's it's a hard it's a hard line to toe because I don't want to step on his toes. Either. Right. You know, right. I, exactly. I don't you I don't want to somehow like work it work it the program together but like you're not together (laughs) exactly but some trainers go against it and they're like oh well screw that guy or screw that lady or it's bad right but that is truly it's coming from the ego and not for your client exactly i'd rather reach out to the person and be like all right how can we get you to be the completely best athlete as possible yeah this is Um, not about me yeah like sam hubbard for example so sam went from cincinnati after the offseason the Bengals will have a better year this year (laughs) he went and he was like dude I'm, you know, I'm frustrated with Cincinnati. I need to get out. All right. Well, let's find you a trainer in South Florida. Someone we really, that you really like. Yeah. Found Mike Barwis. Mike Barwis is now one of my mentors. He's who I got my equipment from. Oh, cool. Cool. Such a cool guy. So he, he was, Sam went down there for a month. Went down there for six weeks to get away from Cincinnati. That he's a grown man. I'm like, all right, dude, respect it. Let's, let's figure something out. Let's keep you on a plan. Yeah. So when he came back up, I went down there for the last week to hang out with Barwis. That's now my mentor and a friend. So yeah. just those interactions between trainers, keeping fitness open versus right. oh, that's my program. Don't yeah. it's like, dude, just because you know what I'm doing doesn't mean you can do it like me. Yeah. So let's just keep things open. Definitely. And and that's that. a that's a great relationship. But that's an example. You want to work with other trainers. You're not even if you think you are the best, you're probably not. So let's you're just the keep... best for some people, exactly. but you can't be the best for everyone. You can't. Yeah. And that's okay. And, and understanding okay. that football, again, mm-hmm. that has passed down from my 19 year old self to be like, all right, dude, it, it applies to life too. Yeah, no, totally. So I'm thinking that you, you know, started kind of had this specialization in football, but now training all different kinds of athletes. So yeah. how do you determine like the programming is it as simple as like okay in this sport you need to be good at x y and z so we're gonna train you overall for x y and z yeah like the the overall like i I like to say my program is very comprehensive so like every good strength program is gonna have a lot of various components um force production deceleration the ability to change direction at the stop of a dime, oh, okay. um, elasticity, um, the transverse plane, like rotational movements, mm-hmm. things like that. That's very, very good for athletes. But for instance, a basketball player, six foot seven, six eight, six nine, six ten, keep going, right? Yes. A lot of football players, they have a lot of, I'll try to, they have a lot of hip hinge. There's a lot of movement, like a full yep. squat, right? Yep. So you're getting all the way down, you're getting all the way through. I yes. need triple extension. I need you to be good at those things. Basketball players, it's more of a knee bend instead of a full hip hinge. So instead of doing a full squat, we're going to do a trap bar deadlift from blocks. There's not a big of a range of motion, right? So you just tailor my program, which I stick to, to my guns no matter what. Yeah. There's different things versus a soccer player versus a baseball player. You know, we're going to work with those intrinsic mu- or muscles of the rotator cuff with a baseball player more because that's overused. Yeah. Soccer players, I'm not as obsessed with how you run and how you move. I'm more obsessed with you know, your anaerobic and aerobic capacity. How long can you stay? Yeah, exactly. When you kick, are you going to be as tired as you can? Or are you going to absolutely drill the ball to the top right corner of the right, net? Right, So my program stays the same. Each sport does have different elements, 
but if you're in my world they're not that different right I, it's just I, a flip of a switch it's yeah. like oh cool i got you yeah let's do it yeah that makes sense and that's kind of what i think athletes do like about me is i'm i don't have a big head in the gym mm -hmm. i stick to my guns but if it's around the same context it's like all right well let's work with that because you're neurologically bought into that you believe it works mm -hmm. i'm not the person to tell you it doesn't right I'm right. the person that can give you the safe context on how to do it and how we can make progressions or regressions of that. Yeah. That's my job. Yeah. I want to keep you neurologically bought in. If not, you're going to suck. And that yeah. is on me too. Right, 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 right. Yeah. No, I, I, as an aside too, I love the trap bar deadlift. It's like my it's favorite. The best. I got the, I got new trap bars today. And it's I, my favorite. Yeah. I saw you to 225. I did 225. It's a huge milestone. I, I like also a little bit this is what, like tell you a little bit about me i was like i wish like he just wouldn't have posted anything until 275 but I, you know i was like that's just what what does that say about me i'm like 225 is good but i'm like but i just wish i would have like come out of the gate at 275 because i'm gonna fucking get there 100 percent. yeah johnny's great he's yeah. gonna get you 275 225 is a big deal whether you're an alpha male or a female 225 is 225 I know. Isn't that cool? It's what about weights though? No matter where you go in the world, 45 pounds is 45 pounds. Yeah. The world could change. Your life could go to shit. You could get hit in the mouth and I'm sure I will a lot more times in my life. Yeah. More times than not. When I walk into the gym doors, my phone goes on airplane mode. Mm -hmm. Well, less these years because of how busy I am. But, yeah. you know, I, I try to turn my phone off and that 30 pound dumbbell is a 30 pound dumbbell. Whether yep. I was in Denver, a sixth grade kid. And it snaps me back into my reality of like, all right, man, let's do this. This is this is just life. Yeah, it's not that I, serious. I've like, I don't know. I guess I was not skeptical, but I'm like, uh, is this maybe this works for everyone else, and it's not going to work? Like maybe I can't get stronger. I don't know. Whatever the <laughs> bullshit stuff that you yeah. say to yourself, and then like, just like very clean, clearly, plainly see. Like, I remember what a 35-pound kettlebell swing felt like six weeks ago. Yeah. And I, when I do it now, and I, like, look at Johnny, I'm like, this is fucking child's play. Yes. Like, I can feel it. Like, it works. That's the best feeling in the world, though. <laughs> I know. It's, it's so really simple. Great. It's like, and even especially with females, all my female clients, and especially even female athletes, Pat, I don't want to get that big. You're not. I, Pat, it, I don't want to get bulky. You're not. It take it will take a lot of work. I don't want to look like happen. a man. You're not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And it's all of those things and breaking past those norms. When you're lifting weights, you don't have to run as much. No one likes to run that much. I and if you do, don't. respect. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I have so much respect for you. I teach people how to run for a living. Totally. But people who do those miles week in and week out, I have nothing but respect. I'd rather get my heart rate to the same amount just lifting weights. Well, that I think too <laughs> is like somewhat of a, a misconception. I'm like, I am breathing heavy and oh. sweating when i am lifting like it's i'll get done with the set and like yeah we got to take two minutes because i'm like all right like i just did a lot of work there it's like, the nervous I don't know why system. people are like cardio versus i'm like your heart rate is elevated i love the pictures of people's comparisons 10 miles a day two miles a week in weight training it's oh. it's the biggest difference in the world yeah. and it's it's fun because weights I'm sorry, but if you're mad, you're pissed off, you have things going on in your life, there's nothing better than to walk up, pick something up heavy relative to your strength mm -hmm. and to drop that shit on the floor mm -hmm. and walk away. Mm -hmm. It's a yeah, release. Truly. It's a release. Truly. It, and yeah. and especially when I'm when I'm working like one on one or like you work with a coach, mm -hmm. all I'm not thinking about anything else except what i'm being told to do and how i'm executing it and what my form is like and like it's because he's a good coach too <laughs> truly but like 
I, there's nothing else in my mind. Like I can't yeah. think about anything. It's empty. Yeah, it's, I'm, it's truly the time where I'm like present in the moment. That's the me time. That's how I'm on a golf course too. Golf and golf mm. and weights is my uh, yeah. is my thing. Oh, that's good. That's Absolutely. Good. So do you have a, okay, maybe besides football, maybe not football, but do you have a favorite like sport or type of athlete that you like to train? Just like what's fun for you. I know you love everyone equally, but like if you okay. had to pick. That's a hard question. Um, I love track. Oh, really? I love track so much. Uh, and it's, it's a, a lot of guys in my realm, there's like a divide. So there's like team sports, football, baseball, basketball, yes, yes, soccer. Yes, yes, yes. And for me, I grew up running track. My thing was discus. So I, I spent a lot of time I on a track. I in high school too. I am obsessed with discus. I wasn't um, very good, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun. Um, but I'm obsessed with linear acceleration. So like from zero to 100 straight in a straight line. Okay. I'm obsessed with it. It's fascinating to me. It's extremely fascinating to me. I love football. I love golf as much as I love football. Okay. Um, okay. But sprinting ahead is like i'm faster than you um, and i'm not that yeah. fast right it never was now true sprinters that's like lightning fast it looks fake it looks like a machine right and my goal and you know i've always been big in a manifestation is and a lot of those have come true is to train olympic athletes in the 100 meter dash oh strength wow. and I mean, speed yeah, it, cool. it's like the, it's it's i'm a kid about it i get so giddy and speed training is just so everyone can get better at it i don't care who you are yeah. there's something you can do better right. and more efficiently and there's something we can take out of it but it's also a runner's focus they're by themselves yeah you can't escape it you can't look at a teammate and be like dude i need you to get me through this yeah you can't look at it left or right right you put them blinders on and it's a finish line in front of you and yeah it's, it's very similar to life and i'm jealous of the people who can run nine second hundreds i can't but i, I want to help you yeah no <laughs> and i, I want to watch i, I want to sit in the stands and watch you I do it i feel that yeah i am not my sprinting isn't my strength like yeah. i swam and i always swam like distance swimming and i and according to johnny i am like power i have like a lot of power yeah but i'm not like fast to it see i'm like an alligator i'm short and quick 10 10 meters i'm good after that i'm gonna fatigue out yeah i chase if we're running distance i'm literally chasing my wife i, I see her ponytail up and down hills running but oh, i love dude. intervals Intervals rock. Yeah, I'm down. I Hit, love sprints, interval. I'm down. Sleds, Metcon, yep. skier, yes. rower, all that stuff. Love it. Give me like a minute of work. Yes, but let's go <laughs> run four miles. I'm like, no, dude, come on. No. So I got signed up. Uh, one of my good friends, Corey Mason, one of my former teammates and, and one of the best men at my wedding, signed up for a 50K trek through Mount Airy Forest on a Sunday. And uh -uh. He, he was signing up. And we're sitting down over dinner with our wives. And I'm like, dude. Because we have a thing. If you challenge me to something, with it, if it's in my reach, I, I can't say no. Oh, I know. can easily say no to that. So I, I talked him into it. I was like, dude, I can't call off work on Monday. I have to go. I'll do the 27K. So I'm doing a 27K through Mount Airy Forest, and I'm going to channel my inner David Goggins. Oh, yeah, you're going to have to. I'm going to get through it. But I told him, I was like, I'll be out there with a headlamp in the yeah. middle of night. Like, you yeah. might finish. I'm going to be crawling through the woods, but I, yeah. I'll finish. Right. You know what I mean? I might be the last one. But I have been forcing myself probably for the past four or five weeks to run three miles. It's a route that I take like starting down here. I run to the river and run back. Mm -hmm. I fucking hate it. No doubt. It's awful. I hate it. Can I do every time? Yes. Can I do it? Like I never. I, that's not the point. 
But while I'm doing it, I'm just like this. I just don't like this. It's fucking sucks. I'm not enjoying it. Because I try to like, I go quick with a three, right? So I'm yeah. not like doing a jog. Like I am like running as fast as I can mm-hmm. for the entire time. Do you have like a euphoric like response though after no. you're done? Okay, thank you. I'm the same way. No, I'm, no, I don't. I've gotten a second wind. I've never gotten a runner's high. I have caught in a second one before. I do know what that feels like. The best part is that it's over to me. Like the reason why I'm doing it is I'm like, this sucks so bad. At least it's going to be over sometime in the next 26 minutes. But if it doesn't suck, I feel like it's not worth your time. Well, the only reason why I'm really doing it is because something is like, I'm like, if I hate it this much, I better fucking do it. That's right. Like that's the, that's, that's why I'm doing it. So like once a week, I'm like, just go fucking do this. You're just between you and your ears. And it's, that's the best thing ever. Because once you're done, whether you get a euphoric response or not, you're like, yeah, I did that shit. I did it. I I didn't want to do it. And I did it. Even if you're walking by yourself, you're like, you look in the mirror or you, you feel yourself. You're like, all right, I did that today. I get like physically outraged while it's happening. Like something inside, I'm like, I, fucking dope i don't know what it is like something this is like a triggering response where i'm just like this sucks it, it's not fun right? yeah <laughs> to me it's not and i i don't want to put anyone down it's a big no runner. no no Everyone i respect their it. own thing for but sure. god it's not for me no it's not for me it's not for me um okay so besides athletes do you have like regular old folk oh yeah in? absolutely not old as in like age old but we have a six week challenge going on right now people are doing great um we have everything from it's like a lot of my athletes parents mm. down to college buddies of mine you know male female um driving from everywhere so yeah. i mean it's a but again i want to i want to increase your you know your love of life like i want you to be able to do anything you want yeah if you want to yeah. go out and play basketball i don't want you to tear a hamstring right if you want to run around with your kids or your grandkids even and i have a lot of senior citizen clients I want you to be able to do that and not think twice yeah. if you're only on the treadmill or elliptical or slamming med balls up and down I'm sorry, but it's not happening. You need legitimate training, progressions and regressions to get you back on your feet in life. Yeah. And I'm very serious about that. Yeah, yeah. But training athletes got me ready for that. Yep. I mean, it's literally, you're an athlete too. Let's just slow it down a little bit. Yep, yep, yep. That's great. Um, so what does your fitness routine look like? You personally, what do you do? Much less than it used to be. Yeah. Um, but I'm happy and I'm healthy yeah. and I'm pain-free. Yeah. And for me... You know, whether that's bulging discs, I've had a lot of injuries. Um, and so I'd say anywhere from three to five days a week mm-hmm. um, on a really bad week for me. Um, and I'm not asking anyone to compare themselves to me two days. I'm not very happy with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I lift like an athlete again. I don't yeah. bodybuild. I've fused together. So my adult fitness style training is a combination of every mentor um, book, seminar, speech I've given, speeches I've read, anything, any study I can get my hands on. It's my results-based training. It's what I know that works. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's a really good combination to have aesthetics. Everyone wants to look better. You're yeah. lying if you say you don't. Yeah, I agree with you. Everyone wants to look better, even if that's a little better. Yeah. Everyone does. So yeah. you have to work on aesthetics. I'm ve- it's very important to me. So I'm going to do some sort of hypertrophy, like bodybuilding routine. Okay. Um, lateral raises, rows, pull downs. So what are, what does that do in terms of like an aesthetic? Does that like help with an so aesthetic? So hypertrophy is just the, the growth of anything, a muscle or a cell. It's starting at the cellular level okay. and growing up. So it, it's okay. increasing like muscle stiffness, increasing so, so it's time under tension training. Slow and smooth. You're training for looks. You're training God. for striations. Oh, you're training it. for, you're training to look good. Got it. Um, okay. But do you have to do those things in order to get... 
like that aesthetic or could you just like maybe have it naturally Di- oh naturally there's a lot of people that i played football yeah. with that look like gods without yeah. touching weights and eating reese's I know, but i'm not built like that you know what annoying. i mean that's not me yeah. <laughs> um and i hope my kids do get those genetics that'd yeah. be fun wouldn't it <laughs> um i i'm on a good diet um again mm. shout out to my wife oh yeah what's that. your diet look like um Every morning, I, I pretty much eat the same thing. Bodybuilding got me ready for that. So to yeah. be in broke. So like I could eat the same thing forever. Um, so wake up. I have my, whether that's espresso or black coffee, I'm going to drink my water first. I have 25, 25 grams of protein. The body the loves protein in the morning and yep. loves sugar. Yeah. Um, so I, overeating will never make the human body. We're not made for that. We're hunter and gatherers. So, I mean, for me, I do believe in fasting. I don't believe in fasting. I believe in what works for you. Yeah. And so myself, my body feels great. Um, if you don't, you should look into magnesium, zinc, and copper and B-complex vitamins. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you should. Um, for energy, for mood stabilizations, um, I take CBD. Shout out mm-hmm. to my guy, Michael Yates at Farm CBD. Um, take 3,000 milligrams every morning. That's a lot. Um, doesn't make that me feel, doesn't make lot. me feel any kind no, of way. No, no, no. I take CBD too. Um, no, it's not psychoactive. But it is a lot. Um, so I take that and then I have my protein and water and banana okay. every day. So if you guys didn't know, insulin, the reason you eat a banana before the protein shake, insulin is what bodybuilders take. It's a steroid, but uh-huh. it's also found in natural foods. So what insulin does, once you take that, it opens up your receptors in your body to receive the nutrients 25 to 30% more, whatever you're eating. So if I take a, eat a banana, then I eat a protein shake, I'm going to receive much more of those nutrients from the protein. Wow. So that's an old meathead trick for you guys. Okay. That's um, great to know. It is. I'm, right? I'm trying, I'm at this stage now, right? Where I'm like been weight training for a couple months and I'm, because I haven't worked out like this before, mm-hmm. I don't know how to eat. Are you starving though? Isn't I am it? hungrier for sure. Your nervous system's revved up because the weights, it's, it's the best. Eat. It, you need to eat. I know, but like that's also kind of a mind fuck because I'm like, uh, I want to like, I want to make sure I'm getting enough protein. So I'm trying to eat like a gram of, gram of protein for my body weight. But that is so fucking hard. Isn't it? It's, it's, it's almost impossible. That's it's almost protein impossible. Powder. It is. But if you ha- eat more than 50 grams, not to be too graphic, you're going to poop the rest out at a time. So uh, oh, right. for so a protein to, powder, right, so you right, dose right. it out. But it's called a supplement because you're supposed to supplement what you're not getting. Yeah. And even me as a guy, I weigh 200, 225 pounds right now. It's hard for me to get 230 grams of protein through food a day, especially being as busy as I am. Yes. So some days I don't, and I'm yeah. okay with that. Yeah. I used to have anxiety attacks about right. it. I'm, I'm cool. I'll get skinnier for a day. I'll lose some muscle, or yeah. maybe I had a really good meal and I gained a little fat. Cool that way too. Right. I'm right, all right. right. Totally. I'm, I'm okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't want to be like so fucking dogmatic about it, but I also like I'm putting the time and energy, spending the money on training. I also want to like eat to support you, that. You have to have a happy balance. And yeah. myself, I've been doing it for so long, six years of straight, and I was a bodybuilder for three, and that that took a big toll on me. Right. Now my clients, if you have a goal, you ain't cheating. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, if you I have mean, a, but for me myself, um, I'm in a really good point to where I'm not. Um, with bodybuilding and modeling, there was some serious body shaming issues. And as yeah. a man, I'm sorry if you think that's not cool to say, but you're lying if, if you've been in those shoes before and said you don't have it. It's you know a, what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's so serious human. body shaming issues. And I've, I've gotten past that to where I'm, I'm happy now. Yeah. I'm very happy now. And, that's good. But every morning, so I'll have that protein shake. I have a smoothie with like 16 ingredients in it every mm. day daily. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't taste the best, mm. um, but that's okay. It has everything I need. Um, I have the same breakfast every single morning. 
I do. Too. I have two pieces of Dave's. Um, Killer bread. Yes, the best. The green, the green one. Yeah, the like it's like seed and yeah. Oh, 13, yeah. 13 grams of carbs a piece of bread or twelve, which is great. Yep. A full avocado. Okay. Uh, with sea salt, lemon, and my wife usually makes this, by the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, four to five whole eggs, and four pieces of turkey bacon. Yeah. Every single morning. Yeah, it sounds great. It's a great. It is great. And then I have my smoothie. And then I'll eat another meal to whether that's like a small thing of hash browns and protein, um, any kind of carb protein, carb protein and vegetable. I try to I hate vegetables, so I blend them up. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm learning. I'm learning. Yeah. Well, you like what you like. Then I go home and smack a massive dinner and I usually have a snack, whether I have the biggest sweet tooth in the world. Mm. So every Wednesday I eat pizza and wings every single Wednesday for dinner, no matter what the week is, no matter what's going on in my life. I love that. What's your favorite pizza? In Cincinnati, yeah, uh, Where you I just here? had this great pizza in Fort Lauderdale. Um, I eat Dewey's. Okay, delicious. I eat Brooklyn in Montgomery. If you haven't had it, I, I highly, I, I highly suggest Brooklyn okay. Pizza. Um, what is it? The new one in Blue Ash that's inside Mad Tree. I don't um, know. It's right by my house. Mm. Um, I think that's good. I love classic La Roses. Mm-hmm. I'm just a very big pizza and wing guy. I mean, who isn't it's a pizza so and wing guy? <laughs> loaded up with ranch. Guy. Fuck yes. I'm going to lay on the couch up. and feel like crap about myself for three minutes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to be grateful I ate it. Yeah. Because I can't move and I'm barely catching my breath. Oh, God. No, I hear that. But no. very, very normal. I have a very normal diet. I just train really hard when I have the opportunity to. Yeah. And I take it very seriously when I'm training. And I go hard. And there's no reason if you're in there not to. Yeah. Um and half will be bodybuilding and then the other half will be movement based um, to where my body's basically synced up to where it needs to be there's no big compensation patterns one of my side of my body isn't working a lot more than the other one and to where i'm feeling good with no pain and that's pretty much my fitness routine yeah no that's great that's great i think that i've been thinking about this for a while but i'm like getting i'm about to i think like outsource some nutrition help from a friend of mine who does bodybuilding do you know ashley jones Mm-mm. okay well don't. i'll i'll show you ashley jones you've probably seen her around um she's incredible but because just because i'm like i don't know where to start it's like weightlifting right like i'm like i don't know so I, have, hard. I haven't eaten to support this or I, yeah like i just i just need some help doing bodybuilding definitely helped me with my diet but we're actually about to get my wife um nutrition certified because oh, she's so passionate cool. about cooking and to have, I know a lot about nutrition, but I'm so obsessed with my training yeah. and running my business. You can't do it all. You can't do it you all. You can't do it all. And that's a big mistake that fitness professionals make. You can't. Good yeah. luck. Yeah. I'll yeah. see you. I'll see you when you're burnt out at, you know, 26 years For old. For sure. For sure. Um, so it, it's definitely finding people that are better at it and are more passionate about it than you. I'm not yeah. that passionate about food unless it's shitty food. Yeah. <laughs> and that's yes. the truth. Yeah. Pizza, burgers, wings, ice cream, yeah. fudge. Yeah. And, and yeah. I'm down and yes. I'm not afraid to talk about it. Yes. That's why I work out hard. Yes. Um, so finding people, I mean, even like my wife or I have a lot of friends, Hannah Ray, who's a uh, figure. She's, I don't want to say this wrong. She's figure. Okay. She's not yeah. bodybuilding and she's not bikini. Right. She's no, right Ashley does figure. Okay. Yeah. And she's obsessed with it. I and that's my, that my wife has caught the bug from her, I think a little bit. And um, it's fun to watch people as obsessed with their realm as I am with mine. Yeah, and that's definitely. I definitely want someone to help me with food, but they're like that. Yeah, makes me feel good. I also just like don't want to have to think about it. Same. I'm like some because when you talk about like clients, like there's no cheating. If you tell me to do something, 
there's no way I'm not going to do it. Exactly. There's a big difference. Versus yes. when I'm doing my own nutrition, I'm yeah. like, Pat, you got this. You can yeah. just run a little harder tomorrow, buddy. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. No, but if someone tells me to do it, then like, I'm for sure doing mm-hmm. it. Okay, Patrick, we've come to the big question. Oh, God. What does being fit mean to you? Off the cuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. You said you didn't do any preparation. I don't because I like it to fine. be heartfelt. Yep. Being fit to me is intertwined in the same thing as being happy. Yeah. Um, you know, life is a duality, fit and unfit, happy and unhappy. And I think it's so important to find your version of what happy looks like. And I think it should include a heavy dosage of fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think if you're happy and some people in my industry hate the word content, mm. I think if you're happy and content with who you are, what you look like, your energy levels, um, it's important if you're in a relationship to have high libido and testosterone. It's important to to feel good about yourself so you can give yourself to someone else. Um, I think if you feel good about that and yourself in the mirror, I think that's fitness to me. I think that's fit. Um, And I think it's thrown around. I thought I was fit when I was a bodybuilder and I wasn't. Right. I was just big. Right. Um, I think fitness is so much more and it includes a heavy, heavy dose again of spirituality. I think it's all intertwined into one. And when you step in my doors of Black Sheep, you're going to feel that. You know, there's a big aspect of spirituality and thought and presentness. And you can't get that from Instagram. And yeah. I'm not good at Instagram. Yeah. I'm really bad at it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, don't do, I mean, what I saw on, on Black Sheep was great. It, Are you, I, I want I'd rather just someone being really good at it and be like, dude, let me just let me just get you talking. Let me get you with your clients. Right. Let me. Well, maybe ev- you eventually you can outsource that. I, I, I will. Yeah. But that's yeah. that's that's what fit means to me. And that's what fit, I think, means to a lot of my clients is just being the best version of yourself. How yeah. cheesy that sounds. No, I think happy that's and great. content with life. I think that's great. I commend you on all the ego killing you've tried to do. Yeah. I, it's obviously a, a practice, something that I am constantly aware of, too, and that I'm always trying to practice because it's so fucking hard women are better at that than the men though. oh my i can say that god I, I i can there's so much of an alpha male egotistical like i'm this i'm that i need yeah, to it's I like think, do you really bro just relax a little but everyone gets attached to that identity and who yeah. they think they are and they want the fucking like and they want the accolade and they want the comment like i am but are you checking your phone to see who liked your pictures or are you looking at your phone to see what value you're adding to other people? Yeah, no, that's what you have to think about. And that's such a big bit of difference. And I'm guilty of it. It's like, everyone, oh my God, my mentor just like my picture. No, everyone yes. is like, that's part of every human, the yeah. ego, right? And it, like, it's, you're never going to kill it. It's no. always going to be there. But I think the practice and the benefit is that you're just aware. I agree. And, and any time that you can just be like, this is that external validation, that shiny thing. Like that you don't really need. I don't need it. <laughs> and you feel so much happier when yeah. there's nothing like that around, yeah. which is very hard to do. It because, is very hard to do. Yeah. Because it feels so fucking good. It does. To it be does liked sometimes. and to be told you're great. But it, it does. That's human nature. It's, it is. Yeah. We can't get out of that. Thank you so much for coming on. You're I appreciate so it. Loved hearing your story. Where can people follow you? Where can they find out more? 
Uh, my Instagram is Patrick Coin, C O Y N E with an underscore behind it. And my business Instagram and website is Train, T R A I N B S P. Awesome. October 9th. October 9th. Watch out. Reminder to listeners follow me on Insta, talking about liking, like my stuff, comment on what the, at What the Fit Podcast, and me at Chrissy Grody. If you like the idea of more people hearing the podcast, Rate, review on iTunes, please. It really helps drive eyeballs, helps with the search, all that stuff. If you're really loving What the Fit, help support the podcast with a monthly contribution on the Patreon. And if monetary support's not possible, just share it to your social media. So, so, so helpful. Thanks, guys. (laughs) 